there are 12 foods that you may be storing wrong. And many of these foods, every single person has either in their refrigerator or their pantry. And so today I'm gonna break it down and share what foods you could be storing improperly for either spoilage or to prolong the life. So I'm really excited to share about this episode in today's Bite of Knowledge. But before we do, I wanted to give a shout out to podcast user and listener, Amy Reese 26. She rates it five stars and says, I listened to the 28 minute soy podcast today and appreciate another informed Informative podcast episode. It provides quotes from studies, but also highlights where more studies are on humans would be beneficial for our knowledge of soy products. I personally eat soy products because of my dietary choices, and it was helpful to know that I could improve my selection of these products by making informed choices at the grocery store. Thank you so much for that great review. And I'm reading through other reviews and a lot of other people are talking about the episode on soy. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back a few. There's an episode all about soy and there's a lot of controversy about soy. So I'd be curious to know your thoughts after listening to it. Welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. Let's get right into this episode. Okay, you guys, listen up. If you have the following symptoms, such as constipation or diarrhea, anxiety, sugar or alcohol cravings, poor immune system, compulsive or disordered eating, low muscle mass, poor wound healing, slow recovery after workouts, heartburn or acid reflux, or digestive issues like colitis, IBS, diverticulitis, Crohn's, celiac disease, or symptoms from food sensitivities, taking L-glutamine could be beneficial. L-glutamine is one of the most important nutrients for a healthy digestive tract because of its ability to maintain the integrity of the intestinal wall. This amino acid, which is the most abundant amino acid in our body, helps heal all human tissues, especially those irritated tissues in the digestive tract. It's also been known as the calming amino acid since it's very effective at reducing anxiety, as well as sugar and alcohol cravings. Even progressive addiction treatment centers will use it to help reduce cravings. Plus get this, you guys, in a 2011 study published in the Yonsei Medical Journal found that glutamine supports the immune system and it's especially beneficial for patients in the hospital and those fighting viruses or overwhelming infections. Your entire immune immune system is protected from the toxic environment by your gut barrier. And if that barrier gets damaged, you will get sick and create an overactive immune system producing inflammation throughout the body. Thankfully, a damaged gut lining can be reversed and can be accomplished by getting enough gut healing nutrients such as L-glutamine. Clinically, medical professionals have found this to be true with their clients and I myself have experienced the benefits. That's why I created my very own L-glutamine powder under Bethany's Pantry. This powder is pure without any additives, fillers, flavorings, gums, or unnecessary ingredients. The ingredients are literally just one, L-glutamine. It's vegan, paleo, keto, and tasteless. So you can literally just add it to a glass of water, stir for five seconds, and sip without tasting anything. This amino acid also works well in smoothies, mixed in yogurt. I've even added it to my guacamole. It dissolves instantly and you can't even tell it's there. And your body will thank you from all the benefits you're giving it to fully heal in the area you need healing or just boosting your immune system in prep for the upcoming flu season. 
Guys, I am so proud to finally offer a clean L-glutamine powder I can fully recommend. If you want a bag, just go to newsest-usa.com slash Bethany's Pantry, where you'll find this plus all my other Bethany's Pantry items. Again, go to newsest-usa.com slash Bethany's Pantry. That's N-U-Z-E-S-T dash USA.com slash Bethany's Pantry. I'll also leave that link in today's show notes. If you're not subscribed to my newsletters, they come out every Friday and they're called Friday Finds. This is information that only my subscribers get in their inbox. I share stuff like non-toxic air fryers and kitchen appliances, new food finds, product recalls, food news, and food products that aren't even on the market yet. But I've got the scoop. This is not published anywhere else and cannot be found on my blog. So be sure you're in the know and subscribe to my weekly newsletters by going to littlesipper.com slash subscribe and enter your email. That's all you have to do. So go to com forward slash subscribe to get exclusive information on everything food. Storing your grocery store haul properly, whether it's in your pantry, refrigerator, or freezer, can make a huge difference in saving your hard-earned money, reducing food waste, and keeping you and your family safe. The way you store your food may help you eat healthier too. Healthy foods such as whole grains, nuts, and produce may lose some of their nutritional value if stored improperly or too long. As you know, eating spoiled food can make you sick. When food is stored incorrectly, harmful bacteria such as salmonella and E. coli can multiply and cause food poisoning. Proper storage conditions inhibit the growth of these pathogens, reducing the risk of illness. Warmer weather and keeping foods unrefrigerated for long periods, such as during parties and holiday gatherings, which is coming up by the way, creates the perfect environment for salmonella to grow. So always be aware of how long the food has been sitting out if you go to a gathering. So before you even go to the grocery store, you'll want to do a basic clean out of your refrigerator. This way you can consume any foods that need to be eaten up, toss anything that's clearly gone bad, and do a quick wipe down of your fridge shelves to ready them for your grocery haul. All right, so the first food we're gonna talk about are eggs. So does your refrigerator door have a nifty egg rack for you to place your eggs in? A lot of them do. And while it may be convenient, it's typically not advised to actually keep them there. According to the USDA, perishable items like eggs should not be kept in the door, but rather on an interior shelf in the coolest part of your refrigerator. That's because fluctuating temperatures caused by opening and closing your door may cause your eggs to go bad faster. But why refrigerate eggs at all? In the United States, Eggs are washed at a processing plant, which removes the natural coating that helps keep water in and bacteria like salmonella out. European producers believe that as long as the egg's natural membrane remains intact, refrigeration is not necessary, which is why eggs aren't typically refrigerated in European countries. And if you think about it, eggs have been around since the beginning of time where there was no refrigeration. 
This is the natural way God created eggs to stay preserved. I mean, I am always just in awe of his majesty and how he just thought of everything. And we personally, my husband and I, we have chickens and sometimes we won't gather our eggs for a day or two and they are just fine because of that natural coating. All that said, once we gather them, we still store them in the refrigerator for maximum preservation. So even if you're buying direct from a farm or farmer's market, it's still best to refrigerate your eggs to extend their life as long as possible. All right, where are my broccoli friends? <laughs> so that's the second topic we're going to discuss is broccoli. And there are a lot of reasons to love broccoli. It's an excellent source of antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, including vitamin C and vitamin K. But this cruciferous vegetable likes it cold and broccoli's quality decreases once it's harvested, but storing it at a lower temperature may slow the process. Ideally, you would store broccoli in your refrigerator's crisper drawer where it not only stays cool, but has the right humidity and air circulation to slow down its deterioration. You want to avoid keeping it in a plastic bag that you typically would use to bag it at the grocery store. This traps humidity. So in spite of these precautions, you'll want to eat broccoli as soon as you can. Broccoli should be consumed as soon as possible right after purchase for maximum nutrients and taste. As it lingers in your crisper drawer, it tends to lose potency and takes on a strong taste and smell. I can personally attest to this as well. So whenever I plan on eating broccoli, I tend to grab it the day of making a dish with it. I am literally at the grocery store pretty much every day grabbing a few items here and there but I know we all don't have the luxury of a nearby grocery store. So you can also freeze broccoli yourself for certain dishes. Now, frozen broccoli won't be as great in fresh salads. However, if you are using it in a warm dish, such as a stir fry or casserole, freezing broccoli is a great way to preserve its nutrients and keep it from going bad. In fact, I have two full-size refrigerators, one in my kitchen and one in my pantry, and both freezers are packed whereas in both refrigerators are about 25% full most of the time. Guys, I literally freeze almost everything. Now let's talk about bananas because most people just toss their bananas on the counter and call it a day, right? But they complain how fast they ripen. So in fact, bananas were ranked as the number one most wasted food at supermarkets in a study done at a Swedish university. This is in part due to the ethylene gas. Now, bananas produce ethylene gas that can speed up the ripening process. And the hangers that you see for bananas and things like that, not the clothes hangers, but the banana hangers, they may help with this to a certain degree, but it's actually been known that if you separate each banana one by one from the bunch, this may actually help slow down their ripening. But get this, you guys, if you really want your bananas to last, your best bet is to refrigerate them. And yes, it's maybe best to store them on the counter at room temperature to help them ripen if you do want them a little bit ripe and you buy them green. But once the starches turn into sugars and they get a little soft, it's perfectly okay to pop those bad boys in the refrigerator to slow down the ripening 
process. I also do this with avocados. So if I see my avocados starting to ripen, I will immediately put them in the refrigerator and this slows down the ripening process. So you can do the same thing with bananas. Now storing ripe bananas in the refrigerator can of course extend the flavor one additional week. Unfortunately, putting them in the fridge can make their skin turn brown or even black, but the fruit inside is totally okay. It's still intact. Just be aware that they may turn black on the outside, just the peel itself, but the inside is totally okay. Also, I want to note placement in the refrigerator matters too. You should not store bananas and apples next to each other because the ethylene gas both fruits produce can speed the ripening process of both fruits. So you'll also want to keep bananas away from ethylene producing avocados, cantaloupe, kiwis, peaches, pears, peppers, and tomatoes. So basically you need a gigantic fridge to keep all the fruits separated. All right, now let's talk onions for a second. If you guys have ever heard of an onion cellar, you know why they had them, right? So these spaces used to exist to lengthen the lifespan of onions. And while most homes today are not equipped with onion cellars, onions should be kept out of direct sunlight away from heat sources such as stovetops and toaster ovens. Storing onions on a countertop, as long as it's not by a window or heat source, can last for up to 60 days in the spring and summer and up to 180 days in the fall or winter. Now, before storing them in a cool, dry place, cut off the top with uh, within one to three inches of the bulb, getting rid of any loose dirt and trimming the roots. This will really, really help extend the, sh- the shelf life or counter life if you want to really correct me here. You also want to avoid storing onions near other produce that is sensitive to ethylene gas since onions emit that and it hastens the ripening process. Now, if you're storing your potatoes in the refrigerator, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Keeping potatoes in the refrigerator can increase a chemical that can form during high temperature cooking and may be harmful to humans. So try keeping them in a paper bag in a pantry, cupboard, or similar cool, dry place. One important thing to note is that though potatoes do favor similar conditions as onions, they should not be stored together. The high moisture content of potatoes can increase the humidity in your pantry and cause onions to become leaky. And depending on the variety and proper storage, potatoes can keep for several months, although the variety known as, quote, new potatoes will last for only a few weeks. And new potatoes are much easier to digest. So whenever I opt for potatoes, I always choose new potatoes over russet. Do you want free coconut colds? I'm giving away two large jars of Coconut Cold's original chocolate flavor and their limited edition strawberry lemonade flavor to two of my podcast listeners for the month of September. This is $80 worth of organic, vegan, dairy-free coconut yogurt with living probiotic cultures. You can literally feel working right when it hits your tongue all the way down into your belly. You can't get this limited edition flavor in stores and you have to be a Coconut Cult member to even get their limited flavors. 
unless you enter to win. All you have to do is rate and review this podcast to enter. That's it. So be sure to leave your Instagram handle in your review because that is how I will be reaching out to both winners. So again, if you want $80 worth of Coconut Colts probiotic vegan yogurt in chocolate and their limited edition flavor, strawberry lemonade, just give this show a five-star rating and review. Good luck. Okay, where are my sweet tooths out there, all right? So if you're a maple syrup fan, listen up. Because while a lot of people consider this natural sweetener a pantry item, it should be stored in the refrigerator once opened. This may come as a huge surprise to many people who have heard that honey never spoils and be confusing because imitation maple syrups or pancake syrups can safely be stored at room temperature even after opening. Because real maple syrup is a natural product without any preservatives, it can spoil or grow mold if not stored properly. And exposure to light and heat can degrade real maple syrup's flavor and texture, which is why storing it in the refrigerator is so important. Under current regulations, manufacturers can use terms maple or maple flavored or artificially maple flavored on the labels of products that don't contain actual maple syrup, only maple flavor, according to the FDA. This is just ridiculous, you guys. So, To ensure a product contains the real deal, scan the ingredient list for maple syrup or the words made with 100% maple syrup, grade A, all that good stuff. So you know you're getting true, pure maple syrup. Now nuts, okay, so this is very important. So regardless of which nut you eat, they all have a reputation as a hearty on-the-go snack. They are not necessarily shelf-stable for long periods of time, so... Why is that? Well, nuts contain a lot of unsaturated oil and can go rancid if not eaten within a few months. So don't keep your whole nut stash in your pantry like many people do. If you purchase a large container at Costco or big box stores, consider keeping a small amount out for eating and freeze the rest. Freezing nuts won't actually freeze them or make them frozen, but it certainly extends their shelf life. This is especially important for walnuts, which contain primarily polyunsaturated fatty acids. Those types of fats can oxidize rather quickly at room temperature. So if you plan to eat walnuts right away, store them in the refrigerator in their original unopened packaging or an airtight container. If you don't plan on eating them in a month or longer within purchase, store them in an airtight container in the freezer. Now, speaking of nuts, let's talk about nut butter. Storing nut butters in the pantry makes them obviously easier to spread, but it may not be ideal from a longevity standpoint, particularly when it comes to natural nut butters, which I am sure all my listeners already purchase. So... As with nuts, the high fat content of nut butters makes them susceptible to going rancid, particularly in high temperatures. This is especially true of natural nut butters, which lack preservatives and stabilizers. 
Now, if we are speaking of Jif or Skippy peanut butter, those can last a very long time in your pantry. And in fact, many years ago, I remember my dad buying Skippy peanut butter as an emergency food because he said it would it won't go bad and can be stored at room temperature after opening. So that's a huge, that's a signal right there, you guys. So once opened, uh, a jar of natural nut butter will last up to four months in the refrigerator according to foodsafety.gov. Refrigeration may also prevent the separation of oils in natural nut butters that occurs over time. So if you miss the loose spreadability of a pantry stored nut butter, just remove your refrigerated jar 10 minutes before you want to use or spread it. Simple as that. Now, if you eat whole grains, this is for you. Many people aren't doing themselves a favor by filling their pantry with bags of brown rice and quinoa. Grains should actually be refrigerated or frozen unless they're eaten promptly, especially whole grains. This is something I recently learned and I myself will try to remember to make the switch and store my rice in my refrigerator. This is more important though when a whole grain has been milled into flour or otherwise processed like oatmeal. It's recommended to freeze any whole grains you use less than a less than a month. So like if you're going to use something further out than a month, definitely be sure and you are freezing it, refrigerating it at least. This is especially for wheat germ as well. I don't eat wheat germ, but you know what? That's just one of the top things. So if you do, just keep that uh, in mind. So again, I personally don't eat uh, a lot of oatmeal. I am getting into oat bran though, which stay tuned for that. I'm experimenting with this on a digestive standpoint and so far so good, but stay tuned. I'll probably update you guys on my Instagram about oat bran, not oatmeal. You definitely want to make sure it's organic, glyphosate-free and all that good stuff. Anyways, I know it's it's off topic, but I'll, I'll digress. So anyways, so if you eat quinoa even, try and, and store that in the refrigerator. So just be cautious, you guys. I know that if you store it for way too long, like bugs and stuff can even like start crawling out of it. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not a good thing, you guys. Okay, moving on here. Now, butter. My mom used to leave butter at room temperature on the counter for maximum spreadability, right? It was soft. It was great. You could just spread it on really soft bread and it wouldn't break the bread, but that's probably not worth the potential health repercussions of just storing it room temp. So it's been said that butter can go rancid at high temperatures. So instead, when you bring home your butter from the grocery store, make sure to keep it wrapped in its original packaging or transfer it to an airtight container to prevent absorption of odors from other foods and pop it in the refrigerator. Once opened, you can continue storing it in the refrigerator. If you do prefer a more spreadable consistency, you can leave a small portion out at room temperature in a covered butter dish for just short-term use. The USDA states butter left out a day or two is okay, but any longer than that, you'll want to keep it in the fridge. So how long does butter last in the refrigerator though? So obviously you should always use the expiration date printed on the label as a guide, but typically it will last at least a month in the refrigerator before losing freshness and become rancid. But here's a hot tip, you guys. You can actually freeze your butter to preserve it longer for up to a year. 
Now, I'm pretty sure we all drink coffee, at least the majority of us do. And so I want to talk about the storage of coffee beans. So like other kinds of beans, though the coffee beans used to brew java, I'll just be fancy here, contains fats or oils, which tend to go rancid at high temperatures. So for those reasons, coffee connoisseurs have long been given the advice to store their beans in their freezer, right? I've always, like even my grandma, she was like, oh, you got to store your coffee in your freezer, right? For maximum freshness. But surprise, surprise, that's not necessarily true according to the National Coffee Association. While heat and light can degrade coffee's flavor, the beans begin to lose freshness as soon as they are roasted. Freezing the beans can also affect the moisture content of beans if they are not sealed in an airtight container, which may be just as detrimental, reports the National Coffee Association. So a dark, cool, and airtight container is recommended. Ideally, it's recommended that you store your coffee in a cool, dark cabinet rather than keeping it in its own original packaging and placing it in just like the freezer. So there you go, you guys. I personally use La Republica Superfoods Organic Instant Coffee. I actually spoke with the owner several times and he explained his process and how quick and fast their turnaround time is to create their instant organic coffee. It's seriously like no other, you guys. It's even superior to fresh brewed coffee. Plus, I I just hate the idea of using a dirty coffee maker, of which coffee makers, you guys, have been ranked at one of the top dirtiest household items right alongside the toilet bowl and dish sponge. That's just gross. So for me, I ditched my coffee maker back in 2020 and I haven't looked back since. So if you guys want to try this organic instant coffee I drink, you can just go to LaRepublicaSuperfoods.com and use code LITTLESIPPER10 to get 10% off. That's LaRepublicaSuperfoods.com and use code LITTLESIPPER10, L-I-L-S-I-P-P-E-R-10. Lastly, but certainly not least, is milk you guys. So do you keep your carton of milk stored in the door? Many do. And you'll probably want to rethink the habit. I've seen recommendations to store milk on an interior shelf and not in the door due to temperature fluctuations with the door being opened and closed often. And according to the USDA, perishable foods, including milk, should not be stored in the doors because the temperature there is not as stable as on the shelves, which can cause the milk to spoil. Now, this only goes for real milk and does not apply to nut milks and other non-dairy alternatives. So always keep it in the base of your refrigerator. So things that I like to store in my refrigerator doors are like nut butters, condiments, like ketchup, mustard, things like that, where, you know, they don't really need like that high refrigeration. So again, a lot of nut butters, a lot of um, condiments, even um, different supplements that I take that typically need to be stored in the refrigerator. I have my um, my bee pollen, uh, not bee pollen, actually, yeah, my bee pollen, but my royal jelly I keep in the door, things like that. 
So you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me at Little Sipper so I can see you listen. I thoroughly just enjoy this part of my job and I love that you guys are enjoying it too. So thanks for listening and I'll see you guys this Wednesday for a fire interview. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.